Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the journey. Today I have a German professional tennis player, an independent SEO and internet marketing consultant, and an engineer as my guests. I am your host, Neville D'Angelo. Well, it is that time of year again. Christmas, we're asking the question, what seals the deal for you? What triggers Christmas in your heart? Is there something you do that makes you feel you've done Christmas? Or do you have a unique tradition that seals the deal for you? That's the question today. What seals the deal for you? former German ATP tennis player and a UCLA graduate. He's now coaching the Southern Methodist University Mustangs. Tobias, thanks for coming on the journey with me. I'm sure that there are some particular traditions that are very different in Germany than the rest of the world. Can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, there's, there's nothing uh, vastly different. However, um, I noticed that we celebrate the um, Advent time a little bit more thoroughly, uh, meaning on, on, for example, the first Sunday in December is the first of Advent, and um, we celebrate that. And um, for every following Sunday, it's the second, third, and fourth Advent, and uh, we have something that's called an Adventskranz in Germany, which is a circular um, construct made out of a Christmas tree, it's not so big. It's not as big as a Christmas tree, obviously. And there's uh, four red candles, and every Sunday we, we light up one of those candles. And especially for little kids, it's a great little thing because, you know, Christmas comes closer, which means presents are coming closer. <laughs> so that's a pretty unique thing, uh, or well, one of them, one mm-hmm. of them. Good, good. Uh, did you did you look forward to this period when you were a kid, or...? Uh, do you still look forward to it now? Yes, no, I look forward to it a lot. Especially, I forgot something. I mean, we even have a um, uh, advanced calendar. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a little calendar made with uh, with little tiny doors, and for each day you open up another door, and there's a little tiny chocolate in there. <laughs> so cool. that was 24, obviously, and on the 24th it was the biggest piece of chocolate, <laughs> and uh, that really, really uh, helped us to pass the time. And I remember one time I. I spent Christmas, uh, or a lot of the Christmas time with my cousin, and um, I ate her whole 
advent calendar at one, <laughs> on one day, and there was not one piece of chocolate left for her, <laughs> oh which is really, really sad. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, you guys uh, in Germany celebrate Christmas on the 24th rather than the 25th, isn't that? That, that is correct. On the 24th in the morning, we go out and um, and get the tree, the Christmas tree. Then during the day, we'll we'll put all the ornaments on the Christmas tree. Then in the evening, we go to church. Um, and then after that, we uh, we sing songs, you know, Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum, or Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. And, um, and then we have a really nice dinner, and then the kids and adults, they get their presents already on the evening in the 24th. And then the 25th is, uh, is another pretty big Christmas day where you usually invite family or you go visit family members. And then the 26th is called the second Christmas day. That's really uh, more of a wind down. <laughs> okay, good. Do, do, you, do you still practice those things now that you're in the United States or do you do something different or what is it like for you? It, it depends. I, um, I happen to spend Christmas a lot with, um, with families either from, from German descent and um, we usually celebrate still on the, on the 24th. That's that's true. I haven't really spent Christmas at home in Germany with my family, but um, I have a um, a family that's very close to me in Los Angeles. I spent Christmas with them, I think three times, and um, they 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 mean a lot to me. The Familie Behrens from Los Angeles, and um, we we spend Christmas the traditional German way. Good, good. Is there a particular event or thing that? makes you, for you, turns on Christmas, it's suddenly you say, okay, this is Christmas? Well, it, it used to be the first of Advent, the first Sunday, and now it's it's pretty much whenever Starbucks starts playing their Christmas music, <laughs> then you know, okay, it's time for for Christmas time, I guess. <laughs> so that's that's what it is. And um, we actually, what I, what I forgot to mention is we also celebrate on the 6th of December, it's called Nikolaus, St. Nicholas, and that's actually a pretty significant day because the the kids that have been bad during the year, mm -hmm. they don't receive any presents. And the kids that have been good during the year, they receive some little presents already. And usually it's uh, it's a chocolate, little chocolate miniature St. Nicholas. So who decides whether they're good or bad? Well, it's it's the parents. <laughs> it turns out that all the kids are always good. They're all anyways, good. <laughs> yeah. So that it's just uh, it's a little tradition. I, I think it goes way back, probably. So. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, Tobias, you not so long ago went to Peru uh, on a tour, and you had some interesting experiences there. Do you mind sharing any of it with us? Yeah, I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, to go visit Machu Picchu, which is one of the world wonders, and it actually. Uh, was voted by by many um, you know travel magazines and things like that as the number one destination to see before you die. And oh. It's absolutely beautiful and it's it's a mesmerizing place. Really, and I can recommend everybody if you have a chance, you got to go go and see it. Great, great, love it. Thanks so much for uh, joining me and for sharing uh, this unique uh, Christmas. No, thank uh, you for uh, letting me share. All right, thank you so much.
when I was a kid, my mother would sing this song to me and I knew something was up. Christmas. So what triggers Christmas in you? Uh, for me, the time when I know that you know the holiday season has started or when I feel it is when I listen to that song, Oh Holy Night. It's one of my favorite Christmas carols. Para mí, cuando empieza la Navidad, es cuando escucho este, uh, esta canción, Oh Holy Night, por la primera vez de la temporada. Hello, um, my name is Sean. What specific traditions trigger Christmas for me? Um, after Thanksgiving dinner, my family will start gathering around and we start planning on whose house Christmas will be held at. That, for me, triggers a big emotion in the family that Christmas is finally here. My personal little tra traditions that I have is that after Thanksgiving, I start putting together my personal Christmas list in hopes that someone will read it and hopefully get me something off that list. And that's very merry, at least for me. Hi, I'm Robert. Um, what Christmas means to me personally is gathering around my family's uh, homes, decorating um, each um, Christmas tree at my aunt's and cousin's house. In order of appearance, you just heard Benjamin Zuniga, my episode two guest, Sean Charles, lifestyle and fashion blogger of SeanInTheCityDFW.com, and Robert, a cover design artist. So what seals the deal for you? It's that time again to check in and see what's happening with those folks in a soundbite life. Pina seems to be having trouble closing her billion-dollar deal. No sooner than Lex Gantt had rejoined her company, Pina was eager to talk about her billion-dollar deal and how she seemed to have lost the golden touch she once had. Rather interesting, Lex Ganter thought as he listened how stealthily Pina was able to circumvent her deepest concerns. I just can't understand it. I know how to close a deal. I know closing deals inside out. It's bizarre. I know the Sharp Angle clothes, the Ben Franklin clothes, for God's sake, and the airplane clothes. I even know the deposit box clothes. You name it, I know it. But lately, I, know, I just get nothing. Zilch. It's like I'm grabbing a thin air and then falling on my face. Doesn't make any sense to me either. No one is listening to me anymore. That's just it. No one has the time to listen. It's a soundbite life. Hmm. That's a passage from A Soundbite Life, one of the three books we are tracking on the journey. Pina was played by Anita Marina. So what seals the deal for you? My next guest is Jared Carrizales. He's an independent SEO and internet marketing consultant. Today we live in a saturated social media environment in which reputable visibility is a premium. SEOs play a significant role in improving an entrepreneur's visibility. Jared, welcome to the journey. Tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, well, my name is Jared Carrizales. Um, I 
do freelance work uh, online. I specialize in a type of internet marketing called uh, search engine optimization. Right. Um, and basically that's just a fancy way of, of uh, saying that I help websites rank higher for certain keywords whenever you go and type into a search engine. Uh, certain things I help that uh, said targeted website, you know, move up in ranking so that you click on them as opposed to one of their competitors. So what what puts a person on a higher ranking? What is it that you do that gets that person in a higher ranking? Um, well, there's quite a bit that can be done uh, generally. Um, I go in and I make the code better. Uh, sometimes I. Uh, choose correct keywords. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they may not be targeting the right keywords for their visitor mm -hmm. uh, that they want to attract. Um, and, and building a good web presence, you mm -hmm. know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, reaching out to other, other websites or uh, other visitors, visitors of those websites, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of marketing is involved, uh, sending out good, what's called social signals. Mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of name recognition, stuff like that. Um, and quite a bit of technical behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff that's uh, probably way too much for a 30-minute show. So. <laughs> but, uh, let, let me press you on a couple of things that I, I find interesting. You say that you make sure that the website is set up correctly. I know that sometimes, it, like in an XHTML or HTML code, you know, you have a description and you put in description words um, is that is that part of what you're doing, or is this something different? Um, in that? Well, there is a specific part of, of a website or a code that is called a description. Right. That necessarily isn't used for ranking purposes, but it can affect what's called a click-through rate. Right. You know, if it's very descriptive, that's what you see in the results pages. Right, right. You know, so obviously you do want that to be, right. uh, you know, of value to your target visitor. But there are other things, you know, as far as your title mm -hmm. of your page, mm -hmm. uh, the code itself, making sure it's up to date, mm -hmm. um, uh, the content of the page, you want, you know, a lot of actual text words on there so that uh, Google can go through and say, okay, all right, this has a lot of information, let's send our visitor here. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, there's quite a bit of other uh, tags, as you call them, right, right. Um, to... Uh, to help Google see that you are working on the site and that it does look good, and yes, we want to send our visitor to you. Right uh, now, does Google actually, uh, or, or, or any search engine, uh, does it actually have people that go out and look at the site, or do they have just algorithms that test the site for certain things? Well, they have both. Oh, okay, okay. They have both. There is a designated group of people that they do go out and, and look at uh, websites. Right. Um, Obviously, you can't look at, at all of them, or, right, you know, right. even close. Right. Uh, but yes, they do, uh, you know, stuff like quality assurance, stuff like that, to see, uh, you know, what uh, of the popular websites, you know, what kind of design are they using? Is it good? Is it bad? Are the search engines being gamed right. into uh, thinking this is a good website when it's really you know, a subpar right. kind of website. Uh, they look for quite a bit of things, a lot of spam, mm. stuff like that. It looks for a lot. Mm -hmm. But, but yes, there are, you know, algorithms that do most of the legwork. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, go out and look through, you know, websites and, and uh, pages to uh, find the best results, right. you know, that, that, that the visitor is looking for and return those to. 
Well, I'm sure that uh, every one of our listeners would want to know exactly if they have a website. Um, and I'm sure, is, does this go for blog as well or just for websites? Or is it for any kind of presence um, on that? Well, a blog is a website. Okay. Um, just in usually chronological order. Right. Um, but yes, the same techniques. The same know. techniques apply. Yeah. So what I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there who would want to know what they can do specifically to make sure that they let their ranking. What would you tell them? Um, man. Come to you. That's a, well, yeah, come to me. <laughs> um, that's a pretty big question. Um, the only reason I say it's a big question because there's a lot of information out there that is not good. Mm-hmm. And it's only used for the sole intention, intention of another person earning money, right. uh, whether they're selling something or, you know, whatever. Um, but that aside, I would really do some research as to, first off, who is reputable in this industry as far as websites, blogs, you know, mm-hmm. or even people, mm-hmm. and, and follow them. You know, look at what, what techniques they lay, lay out, you know, maybe an SEO-specific blog, website, whatever, uh, an authoritative one, mm-hmm. and and do some research and see who is authoritative and knows what they're talking about. Then, what are they doing? Right. You know, how can they help me? Learn from somebody like that or a right. website like that. Right. Um, there's no magic bullet, right. okay. you know, that, that's going to help somebody, you know, jump up super right. fast, uh, right. especially if they're in a competitive niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, there are small things that get overlooked all the time, right. you know, that people can do. You know, title tags, making sure you have good keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, content is by far the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, you want to put out as, mo- as much content as you can, you know, good quality mm-hmm. content, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as a person can write, you know, put it on your blog, put it on your website, as much as relevant to your visitor. Because that is the main thing that Google is looking for. Right. But I would have thought that when visitors are coming to websites, they want, um, well, maybe I'll ask you to describe content because uh, I get the impression that people just click through fast. They want to get to what they want to see right right away, and then they're ready to move on. So when you say content and lots of it, it seems to go opposite to um, you know what people are looking for. Or do you mean, well, how do, should I interpret um, well, content in a user's eyes is anything on a website. Yeah. In Google's eyes, what they will rank you higher for mm-hmm. is actual text uh, mm-hmm. on your website, on your page. Really? Um, no images, no code, nothing like that. It's, it's text. It's really? Like, I mean, they look at everything. Right, 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 right. But, but yes, they want, they want to know that you are putting words that people can read you know, okay. on your site. Right. Um, and, and that's the main thing that they're looking for. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they don't take into account your description of your images or, um, you know, anything like that. I mean, Google does look at that as well. But um, definitely by far, them knowing that you are uh, publishing, you know, information to your visitors is, 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 is huge. Is, is right. Yeah. So what what are some of the things that if I recap some of the things I heard you say before I ask you another question on this is that you need to have good applicable titles, you need to have good tags, you need to have solid uh, content that is is both rich and valuable to your readers, um, and these are things that uh, a person who has their website or 
or who who has a presence on the web should be could pay attention to very easily on their own. I don't know if I would say easily. Um, there is quite a bit that, that goes into it, especially if you're, like I said, in a competitive area. Yeah, right. Um, because in that case, you want every edge you can get. Right. Uh, which is then when you, you know, call somebody or, or get some help, you know, from whoever. Uh, but those are main things, right. you know, that you want want to look for. Uh, link building is, is another one. Tell me about link building. Uh, well, it's probably second. To content right. as far as importance, you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of debatable, but uh, <laughs> that is basically uh, when another, you know, if my website goes and, and links to your website, right. you know, then that in Google's eyes looks as uh, kind of like a vote, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, okay, uh, you know, Jared's linking to Neville, then okay, it means he thinks his content is, you know, so good that he wants to send some of his visitors, you know, yeah. over there. Right. Um, so yeah, that looks like a a good vote for you, right. and that is you know another thing that can boost rankings, uh, uh, and that's a whole other you know huge area. Yeah, well. I would imagine. But, but, uh, I was going to ask yeah, you how do you get uh, how do you get a wide range of people unless they're in your circle? Um, if, if you're new, how do you get a wide range of people to link to you? Is there uh, well, there's no easy way to oh, say okay. that for sure. <laughs> for everybody that thinks it's easy, it's not. Right. Um, we'll get that out of the way right now. <laughs> uh, but the biggest thing that you can do is, again, going back to content, is just having really good content. Right. Because if you have good quality content that people want to read and, and want to share, you know, then they're going they're to gonna want to link to you. Right. Yes, yeah, like, you know, I want to be a part of, you know, his or her website. I want to send people there because right. then I'm going to look good or because it's going to help my visitors, you right. know, right. whatever the reason. You know, if it's good content, uh, quite a bit of link building can be done for you. Okay. So so we get content, we got linkability. Any other, any other secrets um, here? Oh, secrets. I have. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the general user, mm -hmm. um, well, I'm, I'm talking about the general owner of a website. The person, you know, um, there are lots, of course, uh, people out there. The reason that they have a website is they want a presence for, for some marketing something. There are some sure. people just have a presence just for a presence. Right. Um, but there are a lot of people out there who are young entrepreneurs who are doing sort of some sort of business. The biggest piece of advice I can give. Um, is probably not very SEO related, right. uh, but the biggest piece of advice that I would want to give is don't focus on money right. um, because that really, really hurts a website mm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you start putting ads up right away or, you know, you're trying to push, push, sell something to mm. every visitor that comes along, you know, that really gets in the way mm -hmm. of your whole website. You know, it automatically takes you down in the visitor's um, eyes, you know, right. a couple notches, mm -hmm. uh, definitely. Um, I, I keep saying content, but, you know, focus on content. Give them information. Right. Give them, you know, what they want. Right. Um, and, and if it's good enough, it can't be spread on its own. Okay. But you did mention in your initial count that part of raising your hierarchy it was marketing or that's the impression I get. Um, there is. Oh, okay. Tell yeah, me about yeah, that. There is. Right. Um, 
Yeah, well, man, that's a pretty big one, too. Uh, <laughs> well, social, you know, your Facebook, Twitter, you know, LinkedIn, all that stuff plays a really big role uh, now more than ever in SEO, in ranking your site. Mm-hmm. Um, so having good uh, marketing ability in these social areas um, oh. helps produce, you know, what I said, social signals, mm-hmm. um, general awareness, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, not only your customer or your visitors, but also to search engines. Mm-hmm. Um, and those have been, there have been case studies done, several, mm-hmm. um, that show, hey, you know, Twitter doing this or, or having your plus one uh, on your site, you know, or whatever, uh, can, can really help, you know, influence rankings with this search engine, that search engine, or, uh, you know, with, with any of them for that mm-hmm. matter. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Google Plus Profiles. No, tell me about it. Okay. Well, that's another, that's a a social push, a social uh, website, you know, that uh, Google has launched uh, a few months ago, Uh publicly a few months ago. And uh, basically, the gist of it is, it's, I hate to use Facebook as an example, but it's it's similar to Facebook. Um, Whenever you share something, you know, click the recommend button or the like button, you know, on for a Facebook mm-hmm. uh, button, you know, it'll like it on your page. Right. Well, that's similar to Google Plus. Oh. Um, Google, Google Plus will put it in your, you know, you have a stream, you right. know, Google Plus, just like you do, you know, mm-hmm. your wall on Facebook. Right. Um, and so what that does when you plus one that particular page mm-hmm. um, is it will, you know, put it in your plus one, you'll publicly plus one that on your, uh, you know, Google Plus profile or you can share things on your stream in your Google Plus profile as well. Right. And what that does is, among other technical things for a website and their SEO, it helps create awareness. Uh-huh. And even more specifically, it creates awareness for Google. Right. Which is huge right. because of so much, you know, market that it has as right. opposed to being Yahoo, you know, and those search engines. Thank you, Jared, for helping us seal the deal by learning how to climb the social media hierarchy. To recount what I learned today, quality content, solid link building, and targeted tags. We'll definitely be digging a little deeper into these as we travel along. And, Jared, I'll include more of your advice on the Journeys blog. Thanks for being with us. My next guest is my friend Nitin Nalan. Nitin is originally from India. He is a Texas Instruments lead engineer and an avid tennis player. I've invited him to co-host the journey with me next season. So Nitin, what triggers Christmas for you? So one of my favorite hobbies is is being part of a Christmas choir. And the the choir I'm in starts practicing Late, late September. So there is this whole anticipation of the holiday of, or the Christmas season for me. And we practice September, October. By November, uh, our choir gets booked by different groups or people, and then uh, we go there and sing for them. So Christmas or the holiday season is not just a one-day or a one-week thing for me. It starts very early, and it goes on for a few months. <laughs> Tell us about your Christmas traditions. So I come from 
southern india where we have a lot of festivals and festivals always mean getting together with friends and family and eating a lot of good food and christmas is no different we start our celebrations from christmas eve we uh, we invite friends and family over uh, we sing christmas carols both christmas eve and on the day of christmas uh, we pause and pray we uh, we talk about things that we are grateful for and uh, and thank god for all the blessings that he has given us and we exchange gifts and on christmas eve we uh, the midnight of christmas eve we go to uh, christmas mass to the church i usually ask my guests to answer a question based on what the sage said in a soundbite life the sage said everyone living long enough will slip and fall into a deep hole and look up for help free hands will appear the hand of a hustler the hand of a riddler and the hand of a clown choose wisely or be buried there so nitin what hand will you choose uh, so this is an extremely difficult question which causes me to think so the first person is a hustler and the moment i think about hustler i think someone who's going to who's looking for a quick profit and who might uh, who might cheat me and leave me back in the hole the second person is a riddler he might ask me a very difficult question and the chances are i might not be able to answer that so i'll anyway be left in the hole so i i definitely not choose the riddler the third person is a clown and clown uh, i always equate laughter with clown so he might be uh, he might ask me a joke or uh, or ask me to laugh at his jokes and if not he might leave me there or he might ask me to tell something funny and i might not able to be able to come up with something funny and last of all maybe he he might just try to pull me out and just push me back in the hole to <laughs> to make others laugh and i don't want that either so i think i would go with the hustler just because i have a feeling that i might be able to come up with a proposition that would interest him and entice him to lead me out of the hole and then i just hope once i'm out of the hole <laughs> i can either run away or or uh, keep my part of the bargain and somehow uh have a deal where i can go free jared which will you choose i would choose the riddler mm-hmm. um because if i'm already in that hole and they didn't put me in it um then maybe he'll play games with me and, and pretend like he's not going to get me out of it but then he really will okay you know? so i i guess i'd probably go with him the clown might you know and the hustler might you know the clown might play with me and leave me there and the <laughs> the hustler might you know not care so uh yeah i'll take my chances with the riddler i guess <laughs> okay well, <thank> you. <laughs> i appreciate it well i i really appreciate your willingness to cover the program and sharing with us appreciate you and you're welcome to join us anytime thanks a lot thank you very much Music comes compliments of free play music. 
join me next week for a fun time with my friend, the poet, Rick Couchman.